Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, 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 Monday. It's Monday, January the 23rd, 2023. So it's 121323. 012323 <laughs> oh, is the date today, uh, January 23rd. And um, yeah, I got a couple birthdays in my family this week coming up. My mom's birthday tomorrow. And uh, Kelly, my daughter's birthday Wednesday. Which, by the way, kudos to my daughter. She just found out that she did pass the uh, the test, the RN test, whatever that's called. She obviously got her degree a few weeks ago, or back in December, um, but she had to pass the state. The I guess it's a national test, actually. So she got her results this morning. She passed. <laughs> Yay. So excited about that. Excited about that. So... Um, yeah, so welcome everybody. So it's a good start to the week for the Roland family. Hopefully this, hopefully that, uh, uh, continues big week with a couple of birthdays and had my birthday a, a couple, a week or so ago. So yeah, January's loaded, man. A lot of our, all of our, uh, a lot of our family stuff is first of the first of the year with birthdays. My, our anniversary's in February, Chrissy's birthday's in March. Um, and so yeah, a lot of stuff first that JT's birthday is in March. And so we got a lot of things the first three months of the year. So, All right, you guys. Well, yeah, we're continuing our reading plan. I hope you guys had a great weekend, too, by the way. Um, we, uh, uh, whatever you did this weekend, whether it was traveling or hung out at home or whatever, um, hope it was a good weekend. And, and I hope this week is, turns out to be great for you. We are uh, in... The, like I said, as I said, fourth week of our reading plan through the entire New Testament in 2023. And so we, uh, this week we're going to be reading, we're going to have to jump around a little bit this week, actually. We're going to start in Mark 3. This is the only uh, chapter from the book of Mark we're going to read this this week. Uh, so we're going to read Mark 3, and then we're going to jump over uh, Tuesday and Wednesday to Luke, Luke 5 and 6. And then the end of the week is in Matthew 5 and 6. So, yeah. Thanks for all the congratulations for Kelly. Appreciate that. Um, and I will pass that on to her. Um, let's do it, y'all. So Mark chapter 3, um, as we uh, see what the word of the Lord has to say to us today. Y'all ready? You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. So glad to have you guys on. Thanks for taking time um, out of your day or morning, whenever it is that you're tuning in uh, to spend some time in God's Word, see what he has to say to us today. All right, Mark chapter 3. Another time, Jesus went into the synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. That feels like me with this stupid pinched nerve, man. Still dealing with this, guys. Still. I've been to uh, chiropractors, therapists. I need to go to an, I guess, a medical doctor now nurse practitioner, 
I've done steroids, I've done injections, I've done chiropractic, and it's like it's still like going numb half the time. So, um, so I got some X-rays done at the end of the week last week. So hopefully get some answers, get some I don't know some therapy or something that'll get my shoulder back to normal. Anyway, anyway, I digress. So if ever I like I'm sitting here, if you're watching this live online, you like should see the video. And if ever I'm like, you know, like like a, like a, a robot, it's because this side over here is locked up. So anyway. So you probably want maybe you wonder that something. Man, he's all real stiff. Like he just can't turn his head. Like, what's going on? Well, that's why. So anyway, Jesus went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled shriveled hand was there. He had a little worse condition than I had. But I wouldn't mind being touched by Jesus too, you know. That would be I mean, that would be awesome. You know. I'd be I'd be down for it. Thank you. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. So they're watching Jesus. They're keeping an eye on Jesus, seeing if he's going to heal this man with a shriveled hand on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, stand up in front of everyone. Hmm. Um, you think about it, I mean, how often this guy, this man must have been the, uh, the object of uh, maybe scorn or... Uh, at least being overlooked mo uh, often. Um, and often in that culture, uh, you know, if someone had a physical ailment, it was, it was, um, it was attributed to a sin. Either he's either the, the person, the person inflicted person's sin or someone in their family. So he was considered unclean. He was considered, you know, a punishment for sin in a sense. So here he is, he's standing up in front of, he, Jesus has him standing in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked him, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? This should be an easy question, guys, <laughs> but they remain silent. It should be an easy question, right? This should not be hard. Surely uh, it's saving someone's life. But here, he, Jesus, by by asking a question, has has a... Uh, uh, magnify their hypocrisy and their inhumanity, that they care more about a legalistic law than they do about literally saving and changing someone's life. That's something. He looked around at them in anger, of course, and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. And he said to the man, stretch out your hand. Stretch out his hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Wow. That's an interesting bedfellows here. I mean, you got the Pharisees and the Herodians. Pharisees are devout uh, Jewish uh, law adherents. I mean, they're devoted to the Jewish law. And now they're, they're budding up with the Herodians, who are like, uh they uh they are proponent they 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 love king herod and the and and 
um, what he's doing. It's interesting that these two, you got the, you know, you got interesting people who've become partners in their, uh, in their um, opposition of Jesus. I think, man, that, that passage is a good reminder, though, of like, to make sure we, you know, to make sure our, our religion, our faith expression um, never loses its humanity, right? Never becomes so legalistic or dogmatic or impersonal that we begin to overlook human beings. It's what Jesus will say at other places that uh, about the Sabbath, that Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made by God to give man an opportunity and a command to rest. It was for human beings' uh, advantage and betterment. God didn't create a law and said, okay, now I need something to keep this. Here's this law, and I need something to keep this law. I know, let's create human beings. That way that we have at least something or someone to keep this law. No, the law was made for man, not man for the law. Yeah. Verse 7. Jesus withdrew with the disciples to the lake, and a large crowd from Gal Galilee followed. When they heard about all he was doing, many came to him from Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, uh, and the regions across the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon. Because of the crowd, he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him to keep the, pe the people from crowding him. So he goes to the water's edge, and the people follow him. He's like, have a boat ready so that I can just get on the boat and kind of go out uh, and not get crushed by the crowd. For he had healed many, so that those with diseases were pushing forward to touch him. Whenever the impure spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. Whoa, that's powerful. Evil spirits, people be, that have possessed people, just be dropping. And declaring truth, by the way. You are the Son of God, declaring the reality of who Jesus is. But he gave them strict orders not to tell anyone about him. Time wasn't yet, right? So in God's uh, God's economy, God's way of doing things, there's uh, there's uh, Chronos time and Kairos time. Chronos is just chronological time, right? Like just the it's the uh, way we count days, you know, rotations around the sun. Um, and so whether it's a solar calendar or a lunar calendar, that we we track time, chronos time, through those uh, those instruments. But uh, there's also in the Bible a, a kairos time, and that's like God ordained time. It's not based per se. It's not it's not about um, a certain day or season. It's about in the fullness of time, at just the right time, God sent His Son. Um, you know, and sometimes a lot of times in our lives we're waiting for that. Uh, that Kairos moment. Right? We're, we're praying for a breakthrough. We're praying for something for ourselves, for our kids, for our family, and we're waiting for that Kairos moment. And sometimes we try to sync that up with a, a Kronos moment, right? You know, this is the first of the month, Lord, but now would be a great time to kind of come through. This would be a good, great Kairos moment, right? I mean, look at this. It's, it's uh, 012323, Lord. So, the, I mean, it's a great time for a Kairos moment. You know, it's my birthday, Lord. It's my birthday, so a good to be a good time for a Kairos moment. Be a good time for a breakthrough, Lord. But sometimes, sometimes you know, in God's sovereignty, they sync up. But a lot of times, uh, God's Kairos time is 
not dependent and is definitely um, unexpected and not synced exactly with our calendars. Um, and so what Jesus is saying here is like, don't tell anyone about my ministry. It's like, you know, I'm talking, he's talking Kairos time here. I have a time that I want these things to happen. There's a, there's a time that I want to unveil this and, and disclose this in the fullness of time. Man, I pray, I'm, I'm praying with you today for whatever Kairos moment breakthrough you're praying for, you know whether it's a financial situation, whether it's a relationship healing, maybe it's a physical healing, maybe something you've been holding out for, waiting for, maybe it's a contract to come through, I don't know. Um, I pray that that Kairos moment comes soon for you. Yeah, it could be this week, man. It could be this week. It could be today. Um, we know that God's never late. He's always on time. And so, uh, and he works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So, uh, like the song says, if it ain't good, he ain't done. <laughs> if it's not good yet, he ain't done yet. Because he works everything, come on, he works everything out together for good. So if you're in a situation, you're like, this is yucky, this is gross, this ain't good, this is hard. Well, if it ain't good yet, he ain't done yet. Verse 13, Jesus went up on a mountainside and called with him those he wanted. Hey, look at that. Jesus went from the water to the mountains, man. So, see, some people are mountain people. Some people are beach people. Jesus is both people. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus is both kind of people. He's a mountain, he's mountain people, and he's beach people. Jesus went up to the mountainside and called to him those who he wanted. How many of y'all are beach people? How many of y'all are mountain people? There's a good question for you today. Come on, how many mountain people I got? How many beach people I got? And how many of you people are like Jesus? <laughs> and you're like, I'm both. I'm both. I like the beach and I like the mountains. I'm a. I'm more like Jesus. <laughs> uh, more people, more like Jesus, and that means that we become uh, beach and mountain people. <laughs> Amen. We got some beach people. All right. All right. I hope Florida people. I hope y'all some beach people. You man, I hope so. Um, he appointed the 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. Whoa, how about that? And to have authority to drive out demons. These, he called them to send them. Man, you know that? When he called you, he called you to send you. Send you out to preach. To be a, I want to be wherever Jesus is. There you go. That's a good answer. That's what Moses learned, right? Moses learned, like, I'll be in the wilderness. Wilderness is a, is a mighty fine place to be if the Lord's there. <laughs> Conversely, the promised land ain't no place to be if Jesus isn't there. Yeah. Um, so these are the 12 he appointed. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter. James, the son of Zebedee, his brother John. He gave the names uh, oh, Sons of Thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, and Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Hmm. I see those beach people, beach people. Yeah. Mountains, some are both. Yeah. Verse 20. 
Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered. Jesus, man, crowds are gathering everywhere Jesus is. People like Jesus. People that were nothing like Jesus, liked Jesus. You know what? People that were nothing like Jesus liked Jesus. They were interested. What's he about? Then Jesus entered the house, and again the crowds gathered, so they so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. Oh, now you got a problem. Come on now. You can't even eat. <laughs> you know how people are when they're hangry. Mm. But not Jesus. Jesus is kind of, you know, he's slow to anger. I see some mountains. I see some both. Yeah, yeah. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, he is out of his mind. You see, this is Jesus' family early on did not get him. They did not understand what was going on. I mean, yes, this, there was this revelation to Mary at the birth of Jesus that he would, you know, he would be Messiah and, and, and all of that. But when Jesus began his ministry, they, here we see, they tried to stop him. They're like, what are you doing? They tried to take charge of him. He's out of his mind. They didn't get him until later, until later. And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, He is possessed by Beelzebub, by the prince of demons. He is driving out demons. Beelzebub is another, another, uh, another word for Satan or Lucifer or demonic um, overlord. Um, yeah. So Jesus called them over to, him, to, over to him and began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If I'm of the devil, how, how am I driving out the devil? devil can't fight the devil. Verse 24. If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And that's true. That's true right there. And that may, you know, that may be a word for somebody today. That's definitely true spiritually. You, know? uh, you, can't, you can't build a spiritual house on, uh, on the flesh. You can't build a spiritual house on... Um, on the love of money, or on power, or on um, uh, uh, carnal desires. You build a spiritual house on spiritual realities. You, you build it on the cornerstone that is Christ. Um, and that's true spiritually. It's, it's, it's true in so many areas of life. You can't, a kingdom divided cannot, against itself cannot stand. We see that in, in, at the very basic levels of teams, right? A team that is divided against itself can't stand. You want to find a strong team, you find a strong team that is united, that love each other, that are committed to each other. That's why so often in sports right now, you know, it's like a, you know, every, every, basically every locker room, you know, it's like family, we're family, we're family. Well, I mean, yeah, their family gathered around a certain purpose. Uh, but they, but the reality is that when there's that strong relational connection and commitment, you can stand against just about anything. But when you start devouring each other, when there's division among yourself, in a marriage, in a family, um, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. You got to be, you got to be a unified front. You got to watch each other's back. Uh, that's true in practically every area of life, where there's where partnership is involved. And here, Jesus obviously is speaking out the spiritual kingdom, the kingdom of God. A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself. That house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His, his end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house 
without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. You got you to you gotta bind the strong man. Truly, I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of eternal sin. Wow. And that's the one, you know, that's the verse that trips a lot of people up. They're like, well, how do I know if I've, if I, if I've um, committed the unforgivable sin? Well, if you... Uh, if you're asking for forgiveness, you've not committed the unforgivable sin. Because <laughs> the unforgivable sin is basically a blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, which is uh, basically ignoring and denying the work of the Holy Spirit, not seeking God for forgiveness. Um, and so, you know, you haven't blasphemed the Holy Spirit if you're crying out to the Holy Spirit. Um, the, the unforgivable sin is a continuous sin, a continuous denial of the uh, work and effectual work of the Holy Spirit, or the effectual work of forgiveness that comes through Christ. It's the continual denial of that. That's unforgivable. By definition, it's unforgivable because you're not seeking forgiveness. If you did seek forgiveness, it would be forgiven. <laughs> um, and so Jesus is saying here, be, be careful. Don't, don't attribute to, uh, don't deny what God can do. Blaspheme against the Holy Spirit uh, is is denying that the Holy Spirit can forgive, that the Holy Spirit can appropriate the work of Christ to your life and forgive your sin. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. The Holy Spirit can appropriate the work of Christ. As you put your faith in Jesus, that uh, work of salvation that Jesus did on the cross is, is appropriated, is applied to your life, and it forgives your sin. Man, thanks be to God. He said this because they were saying he, is, he has an impure spirit. So they're, they're, they're calling what Jesus is doing uh, not of God. It's like, well, you're never going to get saved if you, if you say what I'm doing is not of God. If you're saying what Jesus is doing is not of God, you're never going to get saved because salvation comes through Jesus. <laughs> yeah. If you reject and ignore Jesus' act of salvation, you're never going to get saved. Because that is essentially where salvation comes from. He said this because they were saying he has an impure spirit. Then Jesus' mothers and brothers arrived, standing outside. They sent someone to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, Your mothers and brothers are outside looking for you. Verse 33. Who are my mother and my brothers? He said. Then he looked at those seated in the circle around him and said, Here are my mother. Are my mother and brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. That's always a powerful passage to me. You know, um, everybody that heard that that was not Jesus' mother <laughs> were like, wow, you know, that's powerful. If you ever put yourself in, in Mary's position at that point, that stung. That that had to sting. You know, because she's thinking, hey, boy, I, br I brought you into this. I gave birth to you, boy. I carried you for nine long months. How are you going to say these people your mother? But what Jesus is doing is showing Mary, showing Mary and others, um, I have a higher calling. I'm, I'm doing my father's business. Remember why I was sent. I was sent to seek and to save the lost. And, um, and that's my new family. And uh, and the truth is, Mary, you you will need to turn to me in faith to be saved too. 
Mary needs salvation, and Jesus' brothers need salvation just like the rest of them did. Um, all, every human being needs to look to Jesus for salvation. Yeah. All right, you guys. Let's, uh, let's pray. Let's do it. Thanks for being on today. Thanks for starting your Monday uh, in the Word of God and with us. That's awesome. Thank you. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for Jesus who gave his life as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. Lord, help us to uh, build our kingdoms, the spiritual kingdoms, um, the spiritual, the infrastructures of, infrastructure of our life may be built on you, not on things of the flesh, not on things of the world, but on uh, the, the kingdom of God, the principles of the kingdom. Lord, thank you for my friends today. Uh, for some of them, they mer they're waiting for that breakthrough, that Kairos moment, that Kairos breakthrough. Maybe they've been waiting for months or years or days or hours. God, I pray that in just the right time, you will send it, you will bless, you will provide. Like you always do, you're never late, Lord. We know that. Lord, thank you for the many blessings you bring into our lives. Thank you for health and friends and wellness and helping us pass tests <laughs> and get certifications. And thank you for food and shelter and friendship. Lord, this, uh, this week we pray that we would walk uh, in gratitude, um, thankful for all that you've done and all that you continually do for us and all around us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for uh, spending this time in God's Word. Tomorrow we're going to jump over to the book of Luke chapter 5, so hope to see you there uh, for that. Thank you for sharing, liking, subscribing, all those things. Thank you for just uh, smashing the like button, letting people know about the podcast. Really appreciate that. You guys are awesome. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.